Yes, you lovely people. If you're not already, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify. I haven't died yet, and I always manage to get to the end of the tour. Sometimes I end up in intensive care. Sometimes I end up in rehab. But most of the time, I just go home. So you played at Nebworth, okay? How many people were at Nebworth? 375,000. <laughs> Nobody that achieves that level of fame comes out of it the other side unscathed and mentally well. I played with Maradona at Soccer Aid. You can't buy the experience that I have on a Soccer Aid day. One of the most mind-bending moments is like being next to Ben Shepherd and like Rudolph's here, Maradona's here and he's got the ball and I'm like, Sheps, Sheps, Maradona! <laughs> <laughs> Three or four weeks before Soccer Aid, I used to get ill with the with the with the with the stress of thinking how am I going to be around that many people? It's football therapy for me, this lads. I'm just knobhead from Stoke, fannying about. How the f does this happen? There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fozcast. Now, we have got a very special episode for you today. We have had some big names on here before, haven't we, Tom? We've had some good guests, yeah. We've had some big guests, some good guests. It's been it's been a nice little roller coaster so far. We've had David Seaman, legend, Ian Wright, MBE. You know, we're talking proper sporting icons here, right? We've never had a musician on before. Mm-hmm. Not only is he just a musician, though. He's a bit of a legend in in Britpop in, in the whole world. I ain't even going to narrow it down to Britpop. He is an absolute musical icon. This Bobby. is this, this is all good and this is all good <laughs> proper lads. But I, I've got to give a shout out to Craig Dawson. You know, I, mate, what are you doing? Pull your finger out. There we go. Eight, Eighteen Brits just beating Elvis for the most number one albums. Played Nebworth three nights. I'm here. Come on, you big time swat. <laughs> <laughs> saying come on Dawes we got big Robbie Williams in the house right? he's shouting you out if you don't come on you're a dickhead can, can I can I ask the first question yeah so the flip-flops <laughs> the flip-flops and socks yep, yep, yep. that was definitely and still is a footballers thing now it's sort of gone into the, the, yeah, the community has. as a whole um, but do you think that footballers started that look Ooh. Or was it rappers, or was it, I don't know, was yeah, it? Rappers did it a bit. Did, no, rappers did, did it a bit as well, to be fair. Rappers did it. It's um, when, you say, when you say flip-flops, it's like, it's not the ones that go in between your big toes. No, it's no, no, the, no. It's like the sliders, isn't it, they call them, I think. Because I, I remember doing Soccer Aid, and Jamie Redknapp came in with them on. With the with socks, the socks on. with the socks yeah. and the and the the flip flops on, and I was just like, I'm not having, I'm not. Having, and then you look up and he's just like this beautiful man, yeah. like attached to him. I'm totally having that. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally. Yeah. You you just rocking that. Yeah. Um, can I just interrupt one second? Have we actually introduced our guest? I, I think I said name. Ro- yeah, yeah. Robbie, Have we? I said Robbie. Wo- and then he, he jumped in with the Craig Dawson shout. We didn't yeah. even prompt him for the Craig Dawson yeah, shout. No. We just did it. No, it was it was weighing heavy on my mind as I was yeah. coming up in the car. <laughs> I was like, Craig Dawson should be doing this, and I don't know why he is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robbie, I want to I want to tell the story about how we actually first sort of got into contact with each other, right? Um, so 
I'll, I'll start from the very beginning, right? So it was about, what, three, three or four months ago? Yeah. Um, it was at the time of Soccer Aid, actually. Soccer yeah. Aid, obviously, we'll talk about Soccer Aid in a bit. Um, and I get a text from the big, lovely man, which is David Seaman, right? And he's like, Fozzy, you will not get... And I try and do his voice. Deeper, deeper. Yeah. Oh, Fozzy, I don't know why I do... Fozzy, uh, I'm sat next to somebody who was buzzing off your podcast. Um, am I right to pass your number on? And I was like, okay, I know he's at Soccer Aid. Who, who is it? I'm like genuinely intrigued. Um, so I text back, yeah, mate, sweet as a nut. Like, who is it? Like, and then, yeah. Uh, so, sorry, it wasn't chunks. But go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted you saying Bolt to be yeah. perfectly honest with you. But, um, so then, so then I was like, like, I can do that joke, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, so, so I'm put like, so at this point I'm thinking, yeah, all right, go on then. So he's like, he's got me on a freaking, a, a fishing rod at this minute. He's like, really? And he's like, yeah, you ready? You ready? So anyway, he's like, it's Robbie Williams. I'm like, oh, mate, I love Robbie Williams. Oh, what you, a mate. guy. Thank you. So, so that's where it came from. So he's passed the number on. Uh, we had a few little texts and stuff like that. You've been touring all over the frigging world. So anyway, we knew that you're back in the country, all right? We're yeah. we, we following you on social media, all this kind of stuff. We know that you're touring next week. Um, I send you a little text message off and I'm saying, right, mate, if you get any chance in the next week or two, do you fancy coming on? Not only did he text back, it's half time in the England game. England-Germany, was it, I think? Yes. I think it was the England-Germany. Yes. It was, yeah. Half time, I look at my phone, FaceTime, Robbie Williams. Oh my God. So I'm sitting there. So at this moment in time, you, you, I, I still think sometimes you don't realize how much of an absolute frigging legend you are. So oh, when I'm seeing this, right, come up on my phone, I see Robbie Williams FaceTime and I'm going to the kid, <laughs> to the wife, the wife's from Stoke. And she, I'm going, oh, it's Robbie Williams. Um, ridiculous, right? So anyway, yes, mate, you're right. And you're just there chilling on your bed. Fozzy, how are you, mate? Oh, mate, it was so good, wasn't it? It was so oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but look, you know, the smoke blowing. Uh, <laughs> you have you. No, no, no. From from me to you, 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 your enthusiasm and your kindness shines oh, through. You nice. know, and it's just like I want to. I just wanted to meet you. Wanted to meet you and be part of this. I love YouTube. Yeah, I love YouTube. I love what's happening with YouTube. So it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Let me ask you another question. Yeah, Sorry, go on. It's just go. come up. Is there anybody nicer on the planet than David Seaman? Honestly, no. I don't think there is, you know. We, like, we have this conversation all the time. Tubes is up there. Tubes. David Seaman, Tubes. for sure. Um, Let me tell my little David Seaman one. The first encounter I had with David Seaman was absolutely brilliant. So we were just arranging him to come in. You gave me Dave Seaman's number and I said, I'll give him a call just the day before just to run through yeah. where we are, everything else. So I didn't have a chance to ring him. He rang me. So unknown number i missed it voicemail so i pick up the voicemail and it's valentine's day so hello tom this is david seaman um give me a call back so we can plan the podcast but um you'll have to be quick because after three o'clock i'll be romancing (laughs) 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 and i was like what a brilliant guy i rang him back and i said i don't Hi, David. It's uh, Tom. I know who you are, Tom. I watched the podcast. Yeah. Brilliant. Wow. What a brilliant guy. I'd send him to the Olympics for kindness. Yeah. yeah. You he'd could have in. Mother Teresa there and he'd still get a gold. I think he'd be there. Listen, I've got another, I've got a David Seaman story as well. Go. So when we had him on the podcast, again, like he's, he's my, I've grown up as a goalkeeper, loving football. David Seaman's one of my idols, right? Um, we had him on the podcast. He was, wow, what a guy. In the podcast, I kept asking him, right, when you were about to retire, Dave, like, how did you know? When did you know? Do you know what I mean? He told me the story of he was playing for Man City and he just knew. He said he was like half, he just knew. Um, so then I announced my retirement a couple of weeks ago, right? It's gone out onto all the social media platforms. David Seaman rings me the day that I retire, right? David Seaman is ringing me. And the first thing he says to me, he goes, 
how did you know? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> did he? Oh, yeah. oh. David said, I'm in the car and he rung me and he went, how did you know? And I thought, oh, Dave, you are such a good guy. Yeah, he's the best. Another question, really sorry that I'm doing. I, I'm doing, doing the, the Robbie Williams podcast. Yeah. Robcast. Okay, so is there a little bit of you that pines for, to maybe be looking after Rambo at Arsenal? Did you think possibly you might get that gig? A little bit, actually. Yeah, I bet. I, I yeah. did. Yeah. I did, like, the end of the season, Watch, I watched you guys, and it was just you were, you were saying your friend was talking about you'd be surprised what, what job you're going to yeah, be offered, yeah. and I thought he's going to be he's going to get the Arsenal gig. Yeah. That's what I thought. It was a good fit. It, like, on paper, it's a good fit, isn't it? But has that just gone now? So there's, like, Rambo's doing really well, and Arsenal are having the, flying, they're having the best time. Do do you watch them on the TV thinking, I wish I was there? No, I don't, honestly. I don't watch You're, you're happy to be here? Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Right? Like I said, when I, when I announced my retirement, um, it was off the back of the Newcastle thing. So I had that really good offer from Newcastle. Like, it was so tempting as well, honestly. It was genuine sort of like gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching thinking about it and stuff. But I knew the next day I woke up. I knew the next day I woke up and I was fully at ease with my decision. And that's when I know. And honestly, mate, I haven't missed it one bit. Was it a roller coaster for you? Little bit because it had knock on implications. I yeah. don't think we really talked about this, but yeah. I think if Ben was going to go up to Newcastle, realistically, I'd have probably had to go with him, yeah, for, and mirror his time up there because of the weekly commitment, yeah, um, the podcast and, and so on and so forth. But no, not not too much. I think we just it was everything a, we do, we're kind of in it together, you know. My my gig and my yeah. job is never in the same country, yeah. let alone the same town. And I've got four kids and the oldest one just turned 10 and the youngest one just went to school for the first time today and he's oh, two and nice. a half. And um, it's, it's impossible to be a dad and have them go to school yeah. in one country, in one place, because I just know that I'll, they'll be turning 20, 21, 22, and they'll have never met me. Yeah. So the kids are being homeschooled right now and I... Love it. Yeah. Yeah, the commute is incredible. <laughs> the breakfast table, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So um, still trying to figure it out, though, because the wife is unbelievably clever. The wife speaks four languages, oh, was studying to be a lawyer, finished top of a class at Harvard. And she's like, oh, no, it's so important that the kids have uh, the um, the high school experience. And I'm like, it's not. It's not important at all. No. I don't want them to have the high school experience. Not if you grew up in the UK, it's not. No, 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 God, no, no, no. So I just want them to stay at home and be at home. So I understand that um, that would have been a heart-wrenching decision to make to go up to Newcastle, leave the family for another yeah, couple of years. Nine, was, was it a two-year contract? No, it was a one-year, but it would have been, obviously it would have been nine months till the end of the season. Right. Um, but even then, I think just like at my age, I've, I think I've in my head mentally I've done that already. Do you know what I mean? I've done the kind of living away from home and travelling and all that kind of stuff. Because even when I was at Watford, I was driving an hour and a half into training and an hour and a half home. And like I say, when you're 38, 39, mate, you get out of the car and your back is what, like, oh. what do you think? What do you think the percentage, because like you ask footballers and that you say, do you miss playing? They don't. No. Nope. But they miss the, they miss the uh, changing room yeah, and the course. banter and all yeah. that stuff. What do you think the percentage of footballers is that um, actually miss playing and really want to go back and relive those days? Yeah, I'd say a lot 
get to the point where they retire. And this is the worry at the minute, to be honest with you, Robbie, because I think there's a lot of players that get to the end of their career and they haven't thought about the end of their career. They haven't thought about that first day where it's they've got to start thinking and nothing, about themselves. And nothing. Nothing. The in, chasm, just bottomless stops, pit. Exactly. Overnight. Yeah, stops overnight. There's, no, there's nothing in motion to go and like try your hand at next kind of thing. So you can only play a certain amount of golf. Two, two questions then. One question is, um, how many out of your first team would be making plans for that and how many wouldn't i'd say a lot of them would be making plans of making sure their money's in the right place yeah, yeah but not necessarily what they're going to go into next so that a lot of them have been offered like coaching courses to go and be a coach or a manager or something like that not a lot do it you know not a lot at all so out of say out of the full watford squad of what 25 players or something maybe two maybe why, two why don't it. why don't they do it i think they realize that coaching is an all-consuming job when you're a player you can sort of get away with it a little bit more like there's no the, the pressure is on the pitch but off the pitch you can kind of get away with it a little bit but when you're a coach you have to set examples all over the place you have to live to a higher standard than everyone else you have to be first one in and like coaches have it have it tough you know they're in at eight seven eight in the morning and also also coaches were ex-players and they weren't that guy yeah exactly and then all yeah. of a sudden they're like the guy. next day they have to be that guy yeah i know a yeah. lot of the players is the option is for them media yeah or coaching and if but you're not a, into either but there's only so many seats at the board for yeah, the exactly. media stuff exactly you know because uh, yeah. everywhere's taken yeah but this is what for fozzy's done realistically he's pioneering in the fact that two years before we've lined it up and now he's in a position where he's finished it and he's gone i've got the option for another year up at newcastle and you go well no because i've got my own thing and we, we talked about it earlier on didn't we with rich lee like the reality is Ben could come in and do five days a week, nine hours a day, or come in for a couple of days, do a couple of podcasts, go and play some golf, go take the family away. It's the options yeah, it are there. Having your own platform is the thing, Robbie, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think we're getting to a point now with sports stars getting so big and their voices so loud and so important that they they need their own platform now that they can go and do what they want to do and say it how they want to say it when they That's want to the say it. That's the thing I love about YouTube is it's do it yourself and exactly. you don't have yeah. to you don't have to deal with the gatekeepers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's so exciting. It's yeah. punk. Yeah, true this that. is it this is. is punk yeah. rock. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's uh, the opposite to it's the opposite to mainstream. And that's rolling around with a GoPro. I mean, yeah. this is how the videos were made. Yeah, the, the football videos, the cycling videos. It is literally rolling around with a GoPro. Well, I wonder how many because like when you when you did the introduction to me for this podcast, um, you did it like a professional. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how many people that did do your job could actually Pick transition so easily into being that. Bang, we were on camera. You got everything that you needed to say out with enthusiasm and it was enthralling. I wonder I wonder how many people have got that in their locker. Do you know what I think it is though? I think you need to have a genuine sort of like passion for it. So I I've got a genuine passion for for podcasts, for YouTube, for doing mm -hmm. it on my own terms, on my own platform. But I wouldn't want to do it on Sky Sports or BT or all them other ones. I wouldn't want to do that because but this we get is, to this, do it how we want this, to do it. This is the future, you know. Yeah. The, the They don't know, but they're already dead. Yeah, it's true. A and it was like when um, uh, the internet came out and everybody was downloading songs for free and all the record companies tried suing the people that yeah. were downloading them. And that just looked bad. You can't go and sue a 12-year-old for... Downloading <laughs> twelve thousand, yeah, for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then what they did was 
they went the back door and then they all bought shares in Spotify and yeah. places like that. So they figured it out in the end. But TV isn't doing that. Mm. It isn't transitioning, you know, and there's still this sort of snobbery. For sure. That, oh. And, and, and it, it does, because it all breaks down to finances too. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there are people on YouTube with bigger audiences than any TV show on terrestrial TV. And I, I'm here for it. I find it all really exciting. And if, you know, I wasn't, if I didn't have an album out and didn't have these plans, if, if I didn't have loads of plans that doesn't revolve around doing this, I'd be doing this. Really, yeah. Yeah. And also, people say, what would you have done if you didn't get and take that and you wouldn't be doing what you're doing? I'd be doing this. Yeah. Because it's like you say, I'm interested it's interesting and it's dead exciting. Do you know what? We had an idea for you earlier. I'm going to steal it from Tom because it, it was a world-class idea. It was a world-class idea. Right? Poddy Williams. So, yes. Yeah, so there <laughs> we go. Boom. The, the Robbie Williams podcast, yeah? So yeah. this is just one one tranche. Tranche? 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 Tranche. tranche. Let's go tranche. tranche. Let's go to the accent. <laughs> yeah. One tranche. Um, one tranche of it. Tranche, right? yeah. Is, uh, what are you doing in box Boston accent? <laughs> It was that was French. Was it? Yeah, that was oh, I suppose that was French. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. 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 Um, so just one part of it, right? So when when it gets around to soccer aid time, yeah, yeah, you can literally go and do every single member of the soccer aid team on both things. Do the podcast with it each day leading into it. Oh my God, you're just getting the biggest names on podcasts. You're sitting down with them at ease with everybody. You would be world class at doing this because basically you've done this podcast already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing your job for yeah, you, fellas. Exactly. Um, the thing is that you have to be consistent. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I've got so many fingers in so many pies. You're a busy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm building hotels. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I've written a TV show, dark comedy. Um, I've got this talent show that I want to do. I've got this plan for a superstore that I won't say what it is because I don't want anybody to nick the idea. But uh, there is um, the film coming out, the documentary that I'm doing, three drinks that I've got. Are you allowed to explain anything about this film, by the way? Because you were trying to, you were trying to. So when 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 I'm on this FaceTime, by the way, um, you you were explaining that you've got a, a biopic, yeah, a biopic. Yeah. Is it biopic or bio? biopic? Yeah. Biopic, right? They, he's got a biopic coming out, obviously about Robbie Williams, um, and he's explain <laughs> he's explaining it to me, and I'm thinking this is absolutely bonkers. This is yeah, this sounds no, no. incredible. Well, well, I can't I can't say the bit that's the most okay yeah 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 but the the thing that is confusing is people saying are you in it and i go yeah i am but i i don't know i don't know what it is that i've done and which bit that i'm in and it will be more apparent when it comes out because the director of the movie is a guy called michael grace who's a really good mate of mine and he directed and helmed uh, the greatest showman yeah and we've got a huge budget for this film don't know how but we've managed it and there is a idea that is the crux of the film that needs that people need to be aware of when they need to be aware of it. Okay. And if I let the cat out the bag too early, it'll 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 spoil a hundred million dollar idea. Hundred million. But, that, but that's the budget for the film. Oh my you know? gosh. So, but I am in it. I am in it. I just I just don't know which bit I'm it's in. It's hard to explain. So yeah, yeah, how yeah. you've explained it to me, I, again, I'm not going to explain what it is, but even my mind was going, so how? how? Yeah, what? yeah, how? It, it, it breaks form and it's a massive swing, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of 
brave people that have put a lot of money into this and gone, yeah, we like that idea. Because I, I say this, sorry, I can't tell you all at home what it is, but like, um, I say this idea to people and they're either like, that's not going to work. <laughs> or they're like, wow, yeah. that's wow. amazing. But it's like 50-50. So, um, anyway. You haven't got a YouTube channel of your own, have you? I have got a YouTube channel, music. but it, I, I put music. Music, yeah, it's yeah. just for music, yeah. Um, so give us some, uh, give us some, you're, you're massive into YouTube. You were t- yeah. We were talking about it and like some of the people that you follow and stuff like that. So give us a, give us a taste of the sort of stuff that you're getting down that rabbit hole on YouTube for. Okay, so uh, Goldbridge. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Stretford Paddock, I'm yeah. going to mention them. Yep. Um, uh, Are you a United Stratford fan, Paddock, by the way? Obviously Paddock. Port Vale. But... I'm a Port Vale fan. Yeah. Can I tell you that story first? Yeah, go on. Okay, so... It's the year is 1981, 1982, and um, Liverpool are winning absolutely everything. Yeah. And um, little me was just like, I'm not having that. I don't know why, but to Cumbridge with the fact that the Scouse has got to win everything. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like eight or nine. And then there was um, United and the the um, uh, Whitesides, Norman Whiteside, yeah. Gary Bailey. Jasper Olsen, Gordon oh, yeah. Strachan, uh, Brian McClare, Mark Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fell in love with Manchester United and they were my team. Yeah. And then I, I'm also in Stoke. We've got no money and Manchester might as well be Mars. Yeah. Might be, you, you, you might as well. Uh, uh, can we go to Mars, Mum? No, we're not going to Mars. And then when I turn 14, it's 50 pence to get into Port Vale yeah. and it's round the corner. Yeah. And I completely and utterly fall in love with Port Vale. So this has left me with a problem because as a football fan, you're only supposed to have one team. Uh And it's never completely, I've never felt completely at home with the fact that I love two teams. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know. I'm judging me for having two teams. I don't see a problem with it. No. Well, you you know what I'm on about though, right? Uh, I do. Oh, I definitely do. Yeah. Slightly different for me. I've watched. We've been best mates for years, so I go and watch. So you've got seven teams, right? right. But I'm Wolves. All my family are Wolves. Okay, and he plays at West Brom for years, and people don't get it. But with with you, you've got Port Vale at a a certain place in the pyramid. Yeah, and and United at the other end. So I get it. I get it. There's nothing wrong, I don't think, with just having a special place in your heart for a couple of teams. It's football therapy for me, this, lads. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's no but wrong. The, yeah, yeah, but it, it's it's a weird... It's all, I always find it really... It's like you can't be really a Man United fan if you love Port Vale. If Port Vale played Man United, I'd want Port Vale to win. Obviously, they're not going to win. But, it's you know, different. Probably. If it was Man United and Liverpool, then no, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. Or even like Man United and... I don't know, someone that's not quite... Here's the thing, here's the thing though, right? With football, I don't know if you're the same, but if you if there's somebody in your life that you really like and they really like a football team, yeah. you see that football team through their eyes. Yes. Yeah. So I've got two mates, uh, Danny and Calv, big shout out, and they love Liverpool. Uh-huh. They're my, my friends from Stoke, but they love, like, love Liverpool. And through them... I, I can't be a Man United fan if I love Liverpool too because I've got, a, a, you know, I used to, when I was eight or nine, like I said before, was like, you know, the Scousers, they can't be winning everything. But I, I, I've really got a soft spot for Liverpool now. Not wrong with it. You uh, can like, I wear a different shirt every day of the week that we do a podcast when it comes When it comes to football, I'm gender neutral. 
Yeah. yeah. Fluid. It's different for you, fluid. though. You're I'm a player. Yeah. Fluid. Fluid. I'm yeah. fluid. I'm not oh. like everyone else. No. Footballers, though, you, that's acceptable because I think it's widely known that like being a footballer, you, when does you that, don't have that passion. When, like, does that, when does that die as well? Because like all kids that play football supported football teams, one team like we did. Uh, but then how far into your contract or your professional yeah. life do you go, it doesn't matter now? Yeah. <laughs> well, when was that for you, Ben? You were Spurs growing up. I would say, yeah, big Spurs fan as a kid. My brother was a Spurs fan, just bullied me into being a Spurs fan. But that's what it was. It is what it is. Um, but then, yeah, as soon as you get, I think once you get to the point where you, you're going to be playing against them, I think, because right. you have to go, yeah, we've st- like the job that I've got in front of me is more important than the fact that I love this team. Do you know what I mean? So you know you've got a job to do. You have to try and lose the emotion of it somewhere kind yeah. of thing. Um, but no, yeah, like so I, I support I, I support Watford, I support West Brom, Tottenham. Um, oh, I've, sorry, I've played for them. I've got another question I want to ask. So um, like with, I wanted to be famous when I was a kid. And, but, Back then, famous meant you were actually good at something, yeah. right? So it meant you had a talent, yeah. <laughs> now, what I thought fame was going to be and what it actually was was two totally different yeah. things. What you thought being a professional footballer was going to be and what it actually was, what yeah. was what can, do, can you put your finger on the difference between the dream and the reality? Uh, yeah, and I think it's all to do with age. I think the older you get, the more you're at ease with it and the more things happen in your life as well. So for me, I'd say the biggest part of me actually, like not, I always used to just put football as the most important thing in my life. And I'd always say, I'm a footballer and I'd live my life by, I'm a footballer. But as soon as you start having kids, for me personally, uh, as soon as I had kids, I was like, well, no, that's not how I identify anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm not just a footballer. I'm a dad. You know what I mean? I'm all these kind of other things. And I think once I started to get perspective of that, that's when I could sort of lose a little bit of the angst and the anxiety around playing and getting the pressure and all that kind of stuff. Because you go onto the pitch sometimes. I remember when I was at Man United. So I, was only, I only ever played like, what, 15, 16 games at Man United? Um, but every single game, I walked on the pitch and I was shitting myself, Robbie. Shitting it, thinking... Just don't make a mistake. Just get through it. Don't make a mistake. And I think, what's the point of that? Do you know what I mean? And I guarantee you, there's loads of players playing playing in the Premier League right now. It's it's painful and it's it's traumatic because, you know, people don't understand really what 75,000 people looking at you is like. And they really don't understand about the millions of people at home looking at you through those cameras. I've got a question. I've got a question. I've got a question. So I watched the the Dermot O'Leary interview, okay, with you. And I've got to say, incredible. Dermot O'Leary, I love that guy, by the way. Yeah, he's amazing. Lovely guy. Um, So you played at Nebworth, okay? How many people were at Nebworth? (laughs) 375,000. Um, so this is the equivalent to about what five Wembleys, yeah? So about five Wembleys people watching you, all right? What is it? So you are probably one of the only people in this world that can answer this question. How does that feel walking up onto the stage at Nebworth and you've got them people jumping and bouncing in front of you? What does that feel like beforehand, first of all? So the build up to it, like an hour before, for example. Well, um, I'll qualify this by saying a very, very well known singer got hold of me after watching the Reels thing. And he said, uh, everything that you said mirrors how I feel, yeah. which which made me feel less isolated and weird, right? Because the truth is about Nebworth is, thank God it happened to me. Yeah. And thank God it's one of those things that I can say I've done. 
But the truth is about Nebworth is that I was absolutely petrified. Really? Not in that fun way where you go, I'm shitting myself. It's like, no, this, this actually, that actually weighed that heavy on me that it was difficult to walk. Wow. Uh, because, you know, that when I was talking about 74,000 people looking at you, the cameras and what that does to you and the weight of expectation, I really take seriously the facilitating of giving people their money's worth. I really take seriously um, entertaining people, make sure that they've had a good time. And um, also, at the same time, in my head, I'm going, I'm just knobhead from Stoke, I'm fannying about, how the fuck has this happened? Wow. So when... How old are you at this point, Nebworth? 25, 26. Yeah, okay. But like when that many people turn up, you can't actually figure it out, what it's supposed to mean, what it is, and, and, and how you're supposed to react, and the expectation, and the weight, and, the, and before you know it, you've thought yourself into... You've thought yourself under bricks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, walking up to stage... I was under bricks, finding it difficult to walk. So what happens is for me, and thankfully this person's reached out to me and gone, I felt the same way, which is great. Um, for me, it was uh, something, like I said before, I'm incredibly grateful that it happened to me, but um, I wouldn't want to experience those sort of feelings yeah. again. yeah. You know, putting on a brave face and then entertaining people. But inside, I'm just completely depressed. Uh -huh. I'm full of anxiety. I'm lonely mm -hmm. and I'm isolated. And uh, all of these moments that should have been the best part of my life, look back on with fond memories, you know, they, they, it wasn't that. It was so, a lot of the biggest moments professionally in my life were the worst things to experience. It's it feels... So strange to say that, you know, because I know how that will feel to people outside. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, well, you've got you've got uh, 135,000 people each night, three nights, just adoring you. How can that feel weird? It does. It just it it does. It's you know, there's nobody that let's play a game. <laughs> let's play a game, right? I like this game. <laughs> there's nobody that um, achieves that kind of level of fame. And I'm not saying level of greatness. I'm just saying level of fame. And fame means shit. It just means shit, right? So nobody that achieves that level of fame comes out of it the other side unscathed and mentally well yeah. and doesn't crack and go crazy. Play the game. Who didn't do it? Who hasn't? Actors, singers. Um, who hasn't cracked? Yeah, who hasn't cracked? Oh, yeah, that is a really, really tough one. Because even if you, our perception is they haven't cracked, yeah. I agree with you. I still think they have. Who, think who knows has. what's going on with Ronaldo? Nobody. Who knows what the, what, what the real Ronaldo is experiencing in football terms? Who knows what the real Messi is feeling? Who knows what's going on with their life, how they live, what they feel inside, what all of that stuff that exists outside of them makes them feel, yeah. how they behave towards the world, where they can and where they can't go, because they're the most isolated people on the planet. Yeah, for sure. Messi and, Messi and Ronaldo can't, can't go anywhere, mm. can't do anything. You are taken out of the tribe and you're placed up here and you're in a room that is just built for you and it's beautiful, but you can't go out. Yeah. But like David Beckham, I would not swap every pound in the world to be in his position because you cannot 
walk the dog. You cannot <sighs> go to stuff. the pint, to a pub for a pint with your mate. Okay. Nothing. I'll tell you what happens though. So first off, it's really discombobulating and scary and you, you can't get your head on or your hat on or understand it. And then second is you fight back against it and you become uh, angry or, or, or you can't... Eventually what happens is you get acceptance about your place on the planet, who you are and how you function. And I'm in that place right now, but it took me yeah. a long time. How did you get to that? Kids, yeah. experience. Um, uh, the big one for me was when Teddy arrived 10 years ago, mm. my, my, my daughter. And um, I was like, right, okay, uh, mummy's doing mummy stuff. What do I do? Okay, build a moat, fill it full of water, build a castle, protect the castle, make sure the castle is paid for each year. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened was my, this thing that I was doing that was sort of like a vocation or whatever the effort was became a job. Yeah. And then instead of me thinking that my job is making me mentally ill, I go now, I've got the best job in the world. It's absolutely fucking amazing. And I get to provide this for my kids. Yeah. So daddy goes to work. That was a big, that was a big change. Also being 48, you know, experience and, you know, you know that there's only so many times that you can look into the abyss and then the abyss stares back at you before you go, come on. Yeah. Which, which bit of this are you going to enjoy? <laughs> I've got a question for you then. So with the kids, obviously, yeah. you know, being the kind of star you are, you're going to go everywhere and let's be honest, everyone's going to kiss your ass and do everything for you. Not everyone. The good people around you won't. When you go home and you've been touring or done a, you know, huge event, and you go home, the kids are the kids, aren't they? And you're not getting an ounce of change. And if they'll be daddy go away or is that kind of nice when you walk into normality? Well, it's nice because the universe is smiling back at you and has given you these gifts and given you this present that you'll never be able to understand truly what it is. But you know inside how it makes you feel. Now, when I come home, currently my kids think I'm the best thing ever. Nice. You know, and, you know, that's not them kissing my arse. They're just in that place right now. Yeah, your daddy is. Where, you know, they, 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 they sort of, my daughter just thinks that, you know, I literally am, I, he must be Elvis. Yeah. That's how she sees me, <laughs> you know. Uh, and my son thinks that I used to play for Manchester United. Love this. He tells is everybody. Is this because you tell him this, though? Yeah. Well, well <laughs> no, he's just taken that on board himself somehow. And I'm just not telling him that I didn't. Damn right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just I, I'll, let, I'll let him have that. <laughs> and the other two just think I'm the, I'm the greatest thing. So when you say, you know, the kids are going, I'm not having it, Dad. That's not where they are right now. I'm sure that'll change. Yeah, I'm sure that when yeah, they yeah. become teenagers, teenagers, yeah, and, yeah, and they yeah. sort of, you know, they're, they're not into like pop music. They'll be just like, "Ooh, dad," but but right now, no, it's just, uh, yeah, it's the best, the best experience. So I think well, a common theme of what you're saying at the minute, though, is though kind of age. Is a mass. It's like age is wait. Is it? Is that saying age is wasted on the youth? Is that saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. So, um, yes. So, what my fear used to tell me was, you're gonna die, run away, really? and you know, anxiety, depression, mental illness, all of that business. The 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 thought of you're gonna die, run away, was so overpowering. But I didn't have the experience to know that I, I'm actually not gonna die. Uh huh. Now I'm 48, 
And when those things come up now, I go, ha ha, I'm still here. Yeah. So, you. you know, I'm still fearful on a day to day basis. Uh, and a lot of my shows that I do, I get fearful before I go on. But I know that I'm not going to die. Uh-huh. So that's my that's my safety spot yeah you'll get through it it'll be yeah. all right the thing i was going to say about it is you you think that in this country now in the premier league playing week in week out you've got we've got a bunch of 18 19 20 year old lads who they're on they're on the tip of everybody's tongues they're earning hundred thousand pound a week can you imagine being you actually can uh-huh. <laughs> you actually uh-huh. can <laughs> wow yeah um so but the thing with footballers is you're you're in a different world to what you were in because footballers still have to turn up for work tomorrow morning and do the physical side of it. So they've got all this money. They've got all this spare time. They can't really do anything with it. Do you know what I mean? It's a hard world to be in, mate. I really, Honestly, it's a really, really hard world to be in. I know it's not great the way musician and music and you've got a lot of time when you want to go out and you can do whatever you want to do, all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's kind of like the flip side of the coin for footballers. Do you know what I mean? They finish training at one o'clock every day. They've got millions of money and the money isn't relative, but they've got just time to burn. And yeah. that's the problem for footballers is. Yeah. Uh, and, and also they've been given a golden ticket to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Exactly. So, you know, try to explain that to somebody that actually is on the other side of that glass ceiling looking up going. I'll have some of that. Yeah, well, no, 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 I'll have some of that. It's like, what have you got? You you have no right to complain about anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and that that in itself is isolating mm-hmm. because that used to happen to me back in the day. Yeah, you know, I, I'm talking from a place now that is, I've gone through that tunnel. I've come out the other side. I have adapted. I have accepted, and I love my job and I love my life, and that's true. You know, so I can say it from a spot of that's what happened. Now everything's different, but. If you're going through that place where you are living every young boy's dream and then you go, I'm struggling here. Yeah. The most isolating thing that can happen for those people is to tell them that what they're feeling doesn't exist. Yeah. It's getting better. It's it getting is, better. Yeah, for it, sure. it is. It is getting better. But, you know, I remember back in the day when I was just like, I, I, I don't know, lads. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. But Do you feel guilty for like having... Uh, yeah, I felt, I felt, I felt working, almost like... I felt working class guilt. You know, I felt like a charlatan. I, I felt all of those things. But, you know, you try to explain that to, it, to a 90s journalist and Robbie Williams moaning again. Oh, yeah. He's well, like, yeah. no, 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 I'm not. Well, yeah, you're allowed <laughs> to be a bloody human, a aren't human you? Yeah. No, you're not, though. That's the problem. You're actually not allowed yeah. to be a human being. You know like, I mean? we had it, like, it's... It's mad, isn't it? And like, obviously, you've had huge amounts of success, but we we've done well with the channel in a short period of time. We hit millions of subscribers really quickly, and you know, Ben's Ben's channel, Ben's front and center, and yeah. you know, I help him run it. But I remember when we hit a hundred, uh, sorry, a million subscribers on YouTube in months, and like the, the feeling of like ah, oh. and like <laughs> honestly, is that it? Like it, the feeling, and then like, and then the next day, you go and people going. Like my missus going, no, you've hit a million subscribers yesterday and you're buzzing. And you're like, no, I don't know why. And I feel yeah, guilty. No, and then you called, feel, it's, it's why called, should I feel? It's called paradise syndrome. Also, it's like getting to the top of the mountain and you've going, there, yeah. oh, well, that didn't fix me. And it's all about the journey. It's like this bit now from a million to five million or whatever yeah, yeah. is the best bit. The excitement yeah. that you have on a day-to-day basis turning up and making this thing happen. You will never feel better than you do today 
than when you get five million. I'm saying uh, you you will feel probably worse when you reach five million really, subscribers yeah. than you do today. It's all it's all about the journey because that's what that's what fucking happened to me. Yeah. It was like number one albums, pounds, um, houses. Oh, my knees at the patio doors, looking out, crying, going, why didn't any of this fix me? Yeah. Why did, Why has this made it all worse? You know, wow. so, it, so yeah, it's paradise syndrome, you get, and you get to the top of the mountain and something weird happens. Something, there's a, there's a sadness that comes in. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I've never asked you this. I've never asked you this. Hitting a million subscribers yep. and the success that you've had and everything with the channel versus the the football side of things where do they sit with you like in terms of success oh, yeah. um that's a really tough question to answer to be honest with you um the football like i never really i never really like i say enjoyed football so much when i was younger i never really had the chance to enjoy it so much so we so most of the success i had in terms of actually winning things was when i wasn't really fully enjoying it do you know what i mean yeah. um whereas now like i say i'm i'm with robbie like i just enjoy the journey now so like even last season, right, we're getting relegated at Watford. It's tough times. Everybody's like, I can tell everybody is down and they're low and they're miserable, right? So the amount of times that we'd sit there and have a nice time, we might be playing poker or something. It could be anything. And I'd go, lads, do you know what this is right now? And they'll go, what? And Because we're all happy. It's time of our lives, lads. This is the time of our lives right now, right here, right now. Great, great. And it got to a point where I'd, I'd make a point of saying it every week or whatever. And they'd go, shut up, Fozzie, you dickhead. And I'd be going, no, lads, honestly, though, you need to understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to understand. Yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. Enjoy the journey. I'm with you a million percent. You need to actually wake up every day and think, I do anyway, because I, I I'm that kind of, but I'll wake up and I'll think, I'm going to have a nice day. It's a new day today. It's a nice I, day. I, there, there are moments in my life where I actually think, I'm the happiest that I've ever been. And then I say it out loud. Yeah, nice. You know, I, I, I'll be with the wife. And it's, I'm always with the wife when I'm the happiest I've ever been for some reason. And I go, babe, I'm, I'm the happiest it's I've so ever happy. been. Because you, you, you have to mark those moments to know that they exist. Yeah, true that, you yeah. Know? And that's the same thing. Because, you know, if, the, if you don't point that out to those your, the, your teammates... They'll never know that that's what it was. Yeah, it's true. It's right, though, mate. Yeah. It is. You've got to enjoy it. And you've got to remember, like, we're having a nice time. You know, you know what I mean? We're having a nice time. You're having a nice time. You've got to enjoy it. Um, right. Uh, we want to talk about Soccer Aid, yeah? So um, how long ago was it you set Soccer Aid up, by the way? Bloody heck. That was a while ago. But either way, it's banging, yeah? Oh, six. Oh, six. Well done. Good research. Yeah. Love that. Um, how much do you look forward to Soccer Aid each year? Wow. Okay. So with the looking forward to Soccer Aid... I am a introvert that uh, lives a very isolated life. I don't go out. Yeah. Um, I, I live in Los Angeles, and I could go out, and nobody knows me. I choose not to. My dad doesn't go out either, and you know he's a comedian, compare, singer, charismatic guy, big personality. Just doesn't leave the house because wow. he doesn't want to, and I don't leave the house because I don't want to either. So, soccer aid for me over the years. I used to get very anxious and nervous about having to socialize with that many people. So before three or four weeks before soccer aid, I used to get ill wow. with the, with the, with the, with the stress of thinking, how am I going to be around that many people being somebody that's isolated, that doesn't go out a lot. And so much so that I even went and got myself checked for tropical diseases and stuff. It was like, what the hell is going, what, why is my body doing this? My body is breaking down. And it was the stress of thinking, 
I've got to go and hang out with loads of people really? because it would just fuse my wires. Too many fingers pressing the computer board and then it, I would break. Now, being a little bit older, I go in on the day and I have the best time ever. Really, yeah. It's the, so, so I'm capable of some stuff. I'm not capable of other stuff, right? I'm not capable of being there for five days beforehand and you know i'm Doing a sober person too yeah. you know so while there's loads of people up until three or four o'clock in the Probably bar few, yeah yeah i i used to do that stuff now i can't do that stuff and then you know being around people that have like a beer which is which is brilliant it's not for me because i i just can't keep up with people now with soccer aid it is yeah you couldn't you can't buy the experience that I have on a soccer aid day. Yeah. So I just turn up for the game and sit on the bench and, you know, I, I, I can, I, there's like, oh, uh, speak, speak, speak. So it's a learn, 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 be interested what you've got <laughs> to, you know, sit next to Dave Seaman that just makes you feel dead safe anyway. You can just see him putting his arm yeah, going, yeah, come yeah, here, yeah, don't yeah, worry. I'll look after you, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then you get to sit on the bench in the dugout of Manchester United. Yeah. And then you get to watch this game that is incredibly entertaining. And uh, it's got a bit of needle. a bit of that, a bit of needle in it. I love the bit of needle oh, in yeah, it, yeah, and it's competitive, does. and people want to win. And also, the audiences are very inclusive, and the the, the crowd is very warm. Good atmosphere, isn't great it? atmosphere, yeah. and it's a festival kind of thing. And then at the end of it, we raise a load of money, yeah. which is absolutely amazing. And then now I get in the car after it's done. And I'm buzzing about how much we've made. I'm buzzing about meeting Alex Scott or spending some time with David Seaman or getting to hang out with Idris Elba or, you know, it, it's not the same that it was. I, I know what I'm capable of now and I know what I'm not capable of. Yeah. I'm capable of that bit. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to the experience now. It's a good skill in life, that, you know, lads, to learn your capabilities and just work in between there, you know. It is. Don't ever bother trying to do any of the stuff you can't do. I've got a story for you, by the go way. On, go on, okay, go on, go on. So I'm wearing an Argentina top, uh, as you can see. Now, I'm doing a gig in Austria, and it's the closing season of the snow season. And this gig is in Itchel, I think, Itchel. And you get in a gondola, you go to the top of the mountain and play a gig to 30,000 people. Super, super cold, Off. right? Um, but amazing. And my security comes to the hotel, pick me up from that room and go, you're not going to believe this, but Maradona's waiting for you at the gondola. And I'm like, because like, my life's mad anyway. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, y yeah. Are you like Austria, Maradona? Obviously, hand in hand. So, and he's there, the man is at the bottom of the gondola waiting for me and he can't speak English and it doesn't matter. And, you know, I have my picture taken with him and I'm with my dad and my dad has his picture taken with him and we get in the gondola and, you know, it's like that, those pinch me moments. I'm like, look at that, dad. You know, yeah. we're in Austria and there's Maradona. That's you got just chilling, waiting for so it. Yeah, chilling. Go do the gig. Gig smashed. Great. Come home, get on a plane, go back to England. I'm on the Daily Mail looking at the football. Maradona's in, is it Chelsea? There's a picture of Maradona at Chelsea. But this Maradona hasn't got a beard. 
<laughs> I hadn't met Maradona. No. It was a Maradona impersonator. Weasel. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. done wonders there. Yeah. He has done absolute wonders. That being said, I played with Maradona at Soccer Aid. Yeah. And one of the most mind-bending moments is like being next to Ben Shepherd, and you know I'm left I'm left back, uh, and, and Ben Shepherd's centre off, and like Rudolph's here, Maradona's here, and he's got the ball, and I'm like Sheps, Sheps, Maradona, <laughs> <laughs> and there was like an existential moment. Oh. It was just like the world just went. <laughs> What's happening with your life? <laughs> ben Shepherd, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Maradona, left shoulder. Yeah. I've got him, I've got him, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got him, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see, I'm see yeah, it's not as quick as he used to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, obviously, you, you do a lot of touring, right? Yeah. I want to know, is it, is it, the only way I can kind of think about it in my head is, it's like us going on pre-season tour, yeah? So we might go away for two weeks or something. We'll go Austria, for example. How long are, how long are you on tour for at any one time? Oh, well, this tour is different to all the tours that I normally do. My tours normally are through the summer. Yeah. Because I play stadiums, which is... Open. Yeah, and, you know, never lost on me the fact that I get to do that and that many people come see me. It's mind-blowing. But that's during the summer because, you know, the weather has to be good. Um, so that can be five, six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you have a break for a little bit and then you'll go down to Australia for six weeks. And then you'll have a break and you'll go down to South America for six or seven weeks oh. too. So there's all of that. But this one is indoor. I'm doing indoor this time and then going outdoor in the summer. So I'm doing the UK and I think it's five weeks, this stint. And then in January, I go into Europe and play indoor. And that will be six or seven weeks. And then through the summer, I'll be playing outdoor. Basically, touring doesn't stop. Yeah, always. You know, you, you, I'm always I'm doing a private gig or picking up something here or going to there or getting on a plane, flying to Australia, doing a gig there. You know, there's always odds and sods happening. But, um, yeah, a tour will altogether be six, seven months. What are the private gigs like? Do you get many of them private gigs? Are we talking like, this is where the rich boys come out and they're like, Robbie, come and play this birthday. Okay. Sweet, sweet 16 or something okay, like that. Well, the, one that I can tell on here and a few that I'll tell you off. But I did a gig to six people eating with the full band set up. Full band set up, guitars, speakers, everything, in a room at a hotel with six people eating, two people left. What? Two people <laughs> left. And the guy that paid me to be there, thank, thankfully, uh, had his own microphone and joined in whenever he wanted to. Just no. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah. And the two people that left, I, I thought they were going the loo. You know, it's like, they must be going the loo. And they just didn't come back. And then when I walked out of the room, they were just sat on a sofa having a cigarette outside. <laughs> oh, I've well done. Yeah, I yeah, enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see the guy just bowling up and having a little sing song with you whenever he wants, yeah. like, whenever he knows. On. Joined in whenever he wanted to. Oh, God. Well, the so with the when you go touring, I don't know if this is a stupid question. It must be fucking exhausting. The well, this, okay, no, it's not. It's, it's not so much, you know. All of those drugs that you're creating inside of yourself when you play, 
you know, the the endorphins, yeah, yeah, the yeah. serotonin, the um, the anxiety, the the concentration, the the all of these things that are inside you that you create yourself. As it is with any drug, you're going to pay for that the next day. So you know, because you're standing there, yeah, but sure. you're concentrating. Yeah, of course, yeah. So Sunday for you you've just polaxed that. I would imagine yeah, that you're yeah. just on a sofa doing that. Mentally, physically, yes. everything. Yes. Everything. You, did it after New- you told me after the Newcastle thing, when he nearly did Newcastle, and you said the next day you oh, were emotionally... Football, yeah. yeah, you were emotionally yeah. ruined. Yeah. Well, this is, this is what happens on tour. So you go and you do a show. How long are shows, by the way? They can be anywhere from... There, it's an hour 45 yeah, to okay. two hours. You know, I think an hour 45 is you leave them wanting more. Don't overdo it. Um, some people play three hours. I don't know how or why they would do that to themselves or the audience. But um, so what happens is you go and you smash it. You have the best time. They have the best time. You feel as though you've done a great job. Then you can't sleep because you're climbing the walls. I can't take sleeping tablets because I abuse them. So I then I'm it's eight o'clock in the morning and I'm going ding 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 ding. And then, you know, I'll fall asleep about nine, ten o'clock, and then I wake up and I'm paying for what I spent inside me the night before. Yeah. But I've got to go do it again. That night. Yeah. Oh. So I've then got to go and do it again and you get up and you're like, I I can hardly I can hardly walk, yeah. let alone facilitate what I did last night. I've got to go do it again. But Dr. Show business always comes from somewhere, inhabits the body, and I always, always get it done, even though I'm terrified that I, uh, I'm i just absolutely knackered. Then I don't sleep again. Oh. Then you travel. Then you do another gig. And then and then it keeps going. It Never keeps ending. going. It keeps going. Dirty it keeps little going. cycle. And then what happens is sort of like before gigs... I always know what, how I am when I'm going to go do a meet and greet, you know, have your picture taken with people and stuff. And it's always the best feeling when you walk into a meet and greet and your body's working and everything's great and you're sort of like, pa-pow, Mr. Charisma, here I am, da-da-da, make you feel comfortable, hey, let's have a picture, woo! And it's great. But then two or three weeks in, you're walking towards this thing and you just, your legs are going like that and you're thinking, if I can't even do the meet and greet, how the fuck am I going to do the gig this year? Oh, evening? yeah, wow. Um, but but that's my job. Yeah. You know, that's my job, and that's what I, I'm here to facilitate a good time for them. And like I've said before, I take the responsibility of that really, really seriously. And I haven't died yet, and I always manage to get to the end of the tour. Sometimes I end up in intensive care. Sometimes I end up in rehab. But most of the time, I just go home. Have you actually have you actually ended up in intensive care? Before? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Intensive <laughs> care, rehab twice. Oh yeah. There's 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 uh, there's reasons why you know people end up getting ill yeah. on tours, yeah. and canceling lots of stuff because you know it's just it's exhaustion. I'm playing a game and then I'm playing a game. A constant. And then I'm traveling oh. and then I'm playing a game. And you're jumping around like batshit crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm I'm. I'm trying to raise the vibration of a stadium full of people. And the difference is your goalkeeper, centre-half, centre-mid, and yeah. striker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Utility player is what yeah. you are, Robbie. Yeah. Um, do you have to do a bit of fitness work then before, before like tours and stuff like that? Here's the very sad thing for me. I am either Mr. Fitness or Mr. Sedentary Behaviour. Yeah. And I'm Mr. Sedentary Behaviour right now. And um, I'm, I'm treating it as an experiment to see 
what I can do when I'm my least fit. Yeah. <laughs> That's worrying though, because if you get through it, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. know I can yeah, just do can that every time just then. Just do that. Absolutely golden. Yeah. What I should be doing is taking care of myself, sleeping well, eating well, working out, doing a bit of fizz, doing a bit of cardio. But I am just in a place in my life where I'm not that guy right now. Yeah. I want to be that guy again, but I'm just not. Um, right, Robbie, we've got... Um, I say quick fire. They're not quick fire. You expand as much as you want. We'll talk a load of waffle, to be perfectly okay. honest with you, mate. Um, they're the, some of the most random questions, but they're good. They're fine. Don't worry about it. Do you have any hidden skills? Do I have any hidden skills? I paint and I draw. Yeah. Proper artist kind of stuff, yeah. Proper artist kind of stuff. I had an exhibition at Sotheby's just recently. And um, yeah, I'll show you some of the stuff. After. Yeah, lovely. It's not shit. <laughs> that was because like celebrities do stuff don't they and it's like fuck off that shit yeah it's incredible <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah and, I'll, and I'll like put my heart and soul into yeah, this like, oh that's amazing no 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 but like a lot of celebrities do shit on yeah it. yeah and like my goal was to just not be shit and it's not shit that'll do yeah yeah, yeah. uh favorite meal favorite meal imagine death row you're on death row <laughs> Okay, I don't so, know where I don't know where that went so deep. I, I, I always I always go for a sweet and sour pork or a sweet and sour chicken, special fried rice. But I don't know if that's true. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go Chinese. Nice. I'll yeah. go Chinese. Nice. Uh, favorite drink? Coke Zero. Yeah, boom. I'm with you. Here's a theory, theory about Coke Zero, right? So the sugar tax was coming in for all of these firms with these fizzy drinks. And Coke Zero, Coke were like just like we have got to go and get a drink that tastes exactly like the real thing, but with no sugar in it. Then bastards went and did it. Uh, do, you, do you like Coke Zero? I'm a Pepsi Max guy. Oh, Are you really? Diet Coke, but yeah. Diet, you're a yeah, Diet Coke. Diet Coke, yeah. Diet Coke just tastes like uh, I don't know a Spartan in water now to me. <laughs> Now I've now I've been on the real stuff. <laughs> been on the good stuff. Yeah, the so good Co stuff. Co Coke Zero is my favourite drink, yeah. Um, favourite film? Do you know what? The film that's meant the most to me, the film that's meant the most to me and been the most inspirational for my life is Grease. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that was the first film that I saw on the planet and went, I want to do that. Whatever yeah. that is, I want to do that. Yeah, that'll do, yeah. Um, favourite TV show? Favourite TV show, Sopranos. Yeah, nice. Um, and then the first, second season of Succession. Yeah, Succession. Oh, Very yeah, good, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Uh, and I was a big fan of Game of Thrones. Yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice, like that. Um, which area of the country in the UK got the maddest fans? You know it's going to kick off every time. <sighs> the UK, uh, Belfast. Really? Yeah. yeah, Belfast yeah. and the Geordies. Um, the Celts, basically. Yeah. Wales, Scotland, uh, anywhere in Ireland. Yeah. Boom. Uh, which country? Which Not country? UK. Apart from UK, which country is going off? Uh, well, well, I tell you where I'm treated like they think I'm, uh, they, they really think that I'm like Elvis or Michael Jackson or something. It's like I'm just allowed to be him. Austria. Really? Austria. Yeah, they just love me up. And I love them for loving any, me any up. Any real reason? I don't know. I don't know. It's just like sympathetic thing where I'm just like, thanks, guys. That's right, Batman. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it loads. So Austria, but I, I would also say that the sort of like the vibration of a, a stadium full of these people is intoxicating. Italy, really? Yeah, just just full on full on madness. Yeah, idol growing up. 
Sporting, and then okay, Brian Robson. Oh yeah, okay, oh. very yeah. good. Yeah, and, very good. Uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, advice you'd give to a younger Robbie Williams? Okay, I've got quite a few. Oh, go on. Then. Don't release Rude Box. Was your first single? <laughs> <off the album. laughs> Carbohydrates make you fat. <laughs> Dream bigger. Oh, very good. Dream bigger yeah. because you know the only thing that was holding me back was me because I got there. Your 14 number one albums, Nebworth, 18 Brits, and it's just some knob from Stoke, right? And if you set your mind to it, you could be the first man on Mars. Genuinely, yeah. dream bigger. You know, just whatever it is, wherever you get to in your head, think I'd like to achieve that. Go three, four, five stations past that. Go, go to there. Because it's only you that's stopping you from doing it. I love that. Love it, yeah. Um, is there any anything still left on your bucket list to do? Anything still left on my bucket list to do? My 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 bucket list. I, I retired in two thousand and six, right? And then sat on the sofa. I got really fat, grew a beard, looked like a serial killer, went looking for UFOs. <laughs> Uh, wore a kaftan, cashmere kaftan from Morocco and just was just like got fatter and fatter and fatter. <laughs> just hide it. Yeah, just hiding, <laughs> hiding, not even going out for doctor's appointments. <laughs> Get the doctor here. And um, my brain turned to Swiss cheese and I understood how people die when they retire. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, I need purpose. Yeah. So my bucket list needs to be um, retain purpose be interesting and be interested and um for that with what i do for my job i need relevancy uh-huh. so i need to be i need to be relevant in people's hearts for me to have the purpose and and um you you understand what i'm yeah, saying for sure, yeah, yeah so my bucket list is just to keep this thing fucking going yeah you know that's that and it's just all encompassing, all consuming, that competitive thing too. Nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just like you get hugely, out of bed every day. Boom. Hugely competitive. And this purpose and the kids just gives me incredible drive. The ambition is never quelled either. Yeah. The ambition that I've always had, I still retain. And that can be um, deemed as a negative thing too, especially in this country. Oh, he's a, he's a bit ambitious, but like I'm, I'm overwhelmingly ambitious. I, I, I want more. I want. I just want to grab in the kindest possible way. You know, I will put my elbow in every now and again. Need to, but in the best possible way. I just want to keep achieving, keep grabbing, um, and play my cards the best that I can play them. It's amazing what you say about this country because we we'll kind of bring it back to sport, and you look at like the best there's been in years, recent years, and you look at like Lewis Hamilton and Andy Murray, and they get a bit of a rep and you go... Of course they do, yeah. They're, they're the best. They've yeah. got to have a bit about them. And you hear them about arrogance with those kind of guys. You go, no, no, they're the best. Yeah. They do. That's what they do, yeah. Relentless. Yeah, in this country, it's almost like... Yeah, they don't not bring them down that's, a peg yeah, or yeah, two. There's, there's not a lot of love. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of love for our heroes. Yeah. You, you kind of have to be broken in a way. I'm with you, for yeah. people to... To, for people to yeah, love you, yeah, 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 you can't be you can't be machines and robots that win. They want a bit of frailty. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do, yeah. Don't they, they? They, yeah. They want that um, that 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 hero's journey of the redemption arc as well. You can't just be Lewis Hamilton and win everything. That's ah. not fair. Yeah. <laughs> next year, Lewis F one. Next one. Next year, mate. You you're back. Um, 
your go-to karaoke song, not your one of yours. I, I think I, I think it. Will, I don't do karaoke, but if I did, I I would get up and do "Don't Stop Believing." Believe it. Yeah. Just a little small town girl living in a wide world. I reckon you Take got a, a chance. Take a midnight train <laughs> going anywhere. Oh, yeah. I could see in the local Yates is doing that. that Don't was, stop oh, bang. believing. <laughs> yes. That yes. would bang. That would bang. I was there then. I love that song, to be fair. I like that. What was the TV show that was off? Um, uh, it was on Sopranos. Glee. Glee, I'm talking about was, the Glee one. I don't watch Glee. Sopranos. I watch Sopranos. Sopranos. I watch Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. It was the end. It was the end song on Sopranos. I meant Soprano, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, your favorite song you've written? Favorite song that I've written? Really boring answer, but Angels. Yeah. Because it gave me my career. Um, I was at a uh, Oktoberfest in Harpenden, which is St Albans way the other day, and uh, one of the lads is like England support goes away, all that kind of stuff. And I went, "Oh, we're doing Robbie Williams at the week." And he was like, "Oh, but that's fucking what a legend!" He goes, "Does he know that Angels is like one of our songs?" And I went, "What do you mean?" He went, "Well, we uh, we've got like a few songs, but Angels is like mate." And he goes, "When it goes off with Angels, oh, oh no, it's my same God. same in Germany for October. Really? Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like the unofficial national anthem no, of Germany. Proper, proper. Like he says, honestly, he says you would not." believe the atmosphere when this song goes on and everybody's singing it he said oh it's like take me back now take me back yeah Amazing, it, it, it? it exists in a place outside of me yeah yeah, yeah it's just got its life life of its own somewhere and uh you know gave me my career i love this um first ever teenage crush first ever lisa parks who was in the year above me she was in the year above me but um martika I remember you won't be able to in Martika's kitchen. She was so fit, man. <laughs> and uh, girl, them. And um, who else? But the first woman on the planet where I was like, "How oh, you're making my tizzy go foo?" Was uh, <laughs> Linda Linda Carter, uh, Wonder Woman. She was ah, like the yeah, original yeah, okay, yeah. Wonder Woman. And then Gail Godot's done a really good job of being Ooh, yeah, yeah, really she, good. She, yeah, she, really good job. If I was like that, she'd make my tizzy go foo. Yeah, yeah. I'd get you. I'm with that. To be fair, tizzy go Biggest phobia? Biggest phobia. Uh, well, I used to have a terrible fear of ghosts when I was growing up. Yeah. Like awful fear of ghosts. Can't sleep in the dark and all sorts. Yeah, yeah. And like couldn't go to the toilet, couldn't go across the landing to get to the toilet because of what was ever going to greet me I when I opened do the this. door. My sister, Shez. My, si- but yeah. <laughs> my sister will know this. I used to think there was like snakes and turtles and tur- tortoises. That's, that's what I had that, in my that's, head. That's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> weird. I did. Yeah, I used to think weird. there would be like a slimy pit of snakes yeah, and turtles. Never, oh, those never, turtles right. are terrifying, <laughs> aren't they? Right. Like, uh, yeah, right. Oh, God. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got, I've got a question. Uh, go on, go, go, go. Best football match you've ever been to. Oh, yeah, you like this. Best one. football match that I have ever been to. There'll be the Port Vale games back in the day. Yeah. You know, I can't remember which ones, but, uh, you know, promotion playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wembley finals yeah. and, you know, that, that, that sort of stuff back in the day. Proper football oh, yeah, but, but also, I have to say, Soccer Aid takes some beating. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. The atmosphere yeah. alone. Ooh. Fancy a new GK next year? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm retired now, I can do it as well. There we go. There you go. There you absolutely. Go. Um, most famous person you've ever met, and I, oh, this is going to be an absolutely world class answer. No, well, no, no. Yeah, well, yeah. It's name, name. It, it could be. This could be any. This could be the. Yeah, oh, it's, it's everybody. <laughs> it's everybody. Yeah, I think everybody's probably on that. 
Well, I, I mean, it won't mean much to, you know, it's Brad Pitt, it's yeah, all of that, yeah, you know, yeah. but it won't mean much to um, the younger viewers. But I was like on holiday and um, a group of my wife's friends arrived and it was just like, hello, hi, I'm Tom. And I'm like, all right, Tom, pleased to meet you. Uh, hi, I'm Barbara. And I'm like, all right, Barbara, pleased to meet you. And I sit down and look over and it's Barbara Streisand. My and I'm gosh. like, oh, is that my. one for you that made you go, oh, that's yeah. proper? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John Travolta. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I, I, whoever you can think of, You've I've <laughs> met him. Yeah, whoever you can think of, I've met him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't doubt it either. Yeah. It's literally as simple as that. Yeah. What is that like when you meet one of them massive dogs? Are you thinking, do they know me? Do you think they know who I am? Well, in America, it's weird because, like, I'm in the famous club everywhere apart from the States. Really? And I live in the States for that reason. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a like quieter. I, I, I'm anonymous there. And there was this one time where I was, I was at this, um, uh, the Osbournes New Year's Eve bash nice. back in the day. And um, they opened up these gifting suites, and gifting suites is where people give out crap for free. Yeah. My mum's bang on it. So <laughs> she's like, in, she's, she's just queuing up for this free crap. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'll go upstairs and wait for her. So it's at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And I'm leaning back like this. And you know that where you drift off and you're in the back of your brain? Uh -huh. You're not really in the room. But I'm just looking at these stairs waiting for my mum to come up. And then in my brain I go, man, man walking. <laughs> man walking closer, come closer <laughs> to me now, man. Oh, man, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. <laughs> oh, wow, Chris Rock. That's amazing. Oh, you're staring at Chris Rock. He's staring at you. Are you in the famous club? You can't look away now because, like, <laughs> if you are in the famous club and you don't say hello, he'll think you're really fucking rude. So um, just keep staring at Chris Rock and hopefully he'll say hello. And by the time he got up to me, he went, what, motherfucker? <laughs> what are you staring so, at? Yeah, so I was just staring Chris Rock out. I was just staring Chris Rock out. So, And then, actually, what happened was, two months later, I'm at a U2 gig and we're in the celebrity pen and uh, John Cusack's, Oh. With Chris Rock, yeah. stood next to him, and I'm thinking, like, Chris Rock can't remember me from like the weird, starey bloke. <laughs> and like John Cusack, the actor, turns around and he goes like this in my direction, and I go, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> I'm not in the famous club. You can fuck off. <laughs> but I like, like, I, I don't want. I'm not waving back. I'm not waving back. <laughs> so John Cusack then goes like that, and I go, mm -mm. Because mm -mm. he's, he's, he's stood next to the guy that I'm not in the famous club with. <laughs> and uh, after a while, he goes, Fucking way back, all yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, mm -mm 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 -mm. And, he and, he, and in the end, he goes, Like this, turns around, carries on watching the gig. And I turn around to see who he's waving at, and there's a brick wall behind oh, me. All right. So, like, I've done myself twice. Yeah. So, I've done myself with Chris Rock, and I've been rude with John Cusack. I just love the fact that um, you can take the, the girl out of Stoke, but you can't yeah. take the Stoke out of the girl. Exactly. Class, it? I yeah. love it. Um, Robbie Williams, mate. Fun. Rob fun Robbie fun, Williams, fun. what an absolute legend. Can we get, before we go, uh, we always finish every Fozcast by saying, up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Yes, well done, mate. <laughs> Woohoo! Po Poddy Williams himself. Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Fozcasts.